0: Everybody and welcome back to the podcast, where I bring you the best and brightest from the world of business, marketing, and personal growth to help you harness your inner tenacity and drive your career forward. Tribe, today I bring you one of the loudest voices on LinkedIn and Mr. Voice Your Vibe himself, Mr. Brian Schulman, and he's been on the platform since day one. I thought I was an OG from 2006, but he's a little bit earlier than that, and we'll talk about that. And he's been building a community and thought leadership around video content creation. And this dude oozes positivity out of every pore of his inspirational attitude, is contagious. It's amazing. And he is the founder and CEO of Voice Your Vibe, Forbes featured entrepreneur, LinkedIn local San Diego founder and host, 2018 top LinkedIn voice, and one of the leading experts in the world on LinkedIn. Having spent every day for the last 15 years on this platform, I thought I was bad. And and he's sometimes referred to as the godfather of LinkedIn video. Brian is an inspirational content creator and on a mission or his content to help people and simply change the life of one person a day. I mean, that's, that's awesome, man, and I, and I applaud you for that. And we're gonna d- dig into a whole lot more. Mr. Voice Your Vibe himself, Brian Schulman, welcome to the podcast, my man.
1: Adam, it's great to be here with you, buddy. I really appreciate it. And uh, for, the, for the kind intro, actually just turned 16 uh, in December, it was 16 years. 16. So it's it's crazy considering uh, the platform is only 17 years old. It's wild how fast time goes by.
0: Yeah, and I definitely want to talk about that journey too because I've been I've been a student of the game of LinkedIn uh, for a long time as a digital social marketer myself. I mean, I remember coming on and using it as a you know a, a job platform, but we'll we'll get to that in a minute. But. Yeah. Some people may not know you. I mean, you're you're all over LinkedIn, and and I think that you know everyone has heard of you. They've seen you. You got tons of followers out there. But let's let's talk about your childhood, because I think that your childhood really is the foundation of taking you from who you were to to where you are now. Um, and it wasn't easy for you, man. Right? It wasn't easy. Where well, you learned resilience, adversity. You were you were born drastically underweight. What, one and a half pounds? One and a half pounds. Yeah. That's that's crazy. You battled Tourette's and those easy days weren't rough for you. Why don't we why don't we re- re- rewind that? I don't want to bring up any bad memories, but I think you're pretty open to talking about your past and how it's defined your future. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: So, Brian, let's 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 go back to your childhood because I think it's really critical to your story as it explains who you really are, which led you led you to who you are today.
1: Yeah, so I'm gonna actually I'm gonna share this story with you um, through another voice. My daughter's voice actually. Um, I'm sitting in my home office and she walks in with a couple of pieces of paper and just says, I, I want you to read something. And she sits down and she waits. And so this, the top of this thing says four way speech contest essay. And this was extra credit. This wasn't something she had to do. Uh, and this was January of last year. So it's entitled Live to Inspire, and I think this will help answer your, your questions. So bear with me as I get through this, because I haven't been able to do this without breaking down yet, um, but I'll, I'll you do know. my best. So the story about to be told is about an extraordinary man, now 42 years young, who accepted all the obstacles life had to throw at him. Now, I know you may be thinking that everyone has different obstacles, they just overcome throughout their lifetime, so how is he different from you and I? What makes this particular man different from you and I is the tactic he used when faced with these obstacles. What makes him different from you and I is that he took these obstacles and used them to help make a difference and inspire others to never let life get in the way of their greatness and achievements. What makes us different from everyone else is not the obstacles life throws at us, but what we do when faced with these obstacles. Will you choose to accept defeat or choose to persevere? May 13, 1975, a child was born at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles. This child was born three months early, weighing a pound and a half, and because of this was a premature baby. During the early 80s, he was diagnosed with Tourette syndrome, which is a type of tick, twitch, uh, involuntary repetitive movements, vocalizations, type of disorder and uncontrollable, and you're not aware that you're doing them. One day at camp, the counselor had to take this young boy to a payphone, tears streaming down his face to call his mother because his neck was constantly snapping to one side over and over and over again. He went to various doctors who performed countless medical examinations to try and find a cure for his disorder. Every doctor said the same thing. He's fine. He'll grow out of it. And one day in fifth grade, he stood up in front of his entire class and shared with them and his teachers and the parents what Tourette's syndrome was and what living with Tourette's syndrome was like. A huge weight was lifted off his shoulders once he shared his story with his classmates and it generated many supporters, whether they be friends, parents, or teachers. Finally, a specialist at UCLA that diagnosed him told him that he would never be able to get rid of this disorder alone and suggested that he take a special drug called clonidine to help with the ticks. Unfortunately, with this drug came horrible side effects. He made a conscious decision not to take the pills and try to master his condition through focus and determination. After a while, the ticks started to diminish and for the most part, went away. No one knows what life has in store for them. All we can do is live until we're forced to face an obstacle in which we must make a choice to either overcome or accept defeat. The Rotary Four-Way Test demonstrates how one person can make a difference in the lives of others. With the experiences this boy had to face came a life lesson. With determination, perseverance, and support from others, anything can happen. Now, 42 years young, this man chooses to use his story to make a difference in others' lives by inspiring people in times of uncertainty. He implements the Rotary's motto, Service Before Self, by finding the light in those who cannot find it in themselves, supporting them through their tough obstacles. He helps lift people's spirits and hopes in times of hopelessness and despair. He helps people turn their ideas and dreams into realities. He helps build people from the ground up in hopes that they too will one day share their stories with others. He makes a difference in this world each and every day which inspires others to make a difference as well. Who may you ask is this man? Well, (laughs) he is my father. Out of all the lives he's made a difference in, I believe he's made the biggest difference in mine. He inspires me to never give up on what I believe in, to always do what makes me happy, but most importantly, to always live every day as if it were the last, because we're never guaranteed that tomorrow, as Gandhi once said, be the change you wish to see in the world. Making a difference in the lives of others is my dad's change. What will be yours?
0: <sighs> wow. You know when I when I when I hear that, I mean I, I have a seven and a half year old daughter, but what I what I what I really think about is one, how freaking proud you are of that girl, man. That is a beautiful like wow, you did you definitely did something right raising her. And I applaud you for that. The second thing that comes to mind, and, and I was going to ask this later, but I think it's really summed up here, is is the word legacy, and I think you just answered that with your emotion, man.
1: You know, um, she just started her first year of college, and this she wrote this uh, her senior year, and I think as parents, we hope that we do our best, right? We hope that we're We're raising good human beings that have good hearts, care about others, to bring them into the world, right? And God willing, they'll take care of us later in life. Right. The cycle of diapers. Yep. Right. Circle of life. Right. Um, But um, yeah, I just.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah, she really... I was
1: I was without words. And as you can tell, like I just I have a such hard time getting it's... through that because it's um
0: And thank you and thank you and thank you for sharing that. I mean it really sums up, you know, who you are and introduces you, you know, to my audience here and really frames up, you know, that shift um, you know, into the personal and into the professional side, which I want to get into. Um, a little bit, and you know, I, I read a little bit of background. Uh, Brian Almeida is that a, a friend, a buddy of yours, uh, who wrote a, a fantastic biography. And there's a quote in there saying, and this kind of resonated with me: "quote, deciding he would own being the small, weird guy, sort of making it his thing." And I think that really defines a level of of self awareness, self acceptance, and and coming to terms with saying, listen this is who the heck I am. And I'm going to own that shit and I'm going to run with it. And I'm going to double down on everything that I'm good at. So let's, let's, let's shift forward a little, let's shift forward into, you know, the, the professional side. Um, university, I read some stuff about college, which was great. Um, coming out of school, what, what field did you go into? Yeah.
1: So I got a degree in psychology Mm -hmm. and I, I decided psychology because Look, I, I dealt with a lot of adversity and bullying growing up. It was hard. I was always the last kid picked. You know, there was a, there was, it was hard to make friends. That's You know, I never knew if, if people were making, you know, I mean, I was getting made fun of a lot. And so I just, I never knew if it was tongue in cheek or if, if they were really my, my friends. Right. And along that way, something flipped in my head and I said, okay, you know what? I don't ever want anyone to feel that i the way i felt i don't want ever want anyone to be treated the way i was treated i want them to feel better and lifted and, and positive and happier walking away right and that happened more in high school and then in the college that really broke out of my shell um and found linkedin along the way and uh, you know my from a, a business perspective and career i mean i I grew up in retail. I grew up in what's called the Shmata business.
0: The Shmatas. Um, I love that Shmata word. The
1: business. Like, so I, I grew up, like, my, my grandfather had one of the very first stores at Caesar's Palace when it opened. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was in the licensing and manufacturing business. I grew up in factories. So, uh, and then my first jobs were in retail. Funny enough, like, my, my very first retail job, I was a sales guy in the floor at a store that used to be called Structure. I remember structure.
0: Little... I think structure right. was where I had my first credit card. I think I got a credit card from structure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, did structure so... turn into express or limit? Like, yeah, okay. That's right. Express yep.
1: for men. Yeah, exactly. Structure. Um, so I... so I, was, I was a sales guy on the floor, and my now wife for 20 years was the GM at the store. Uh-oh. And I was in high school. When We're not going first... to talk
0: about the break room. We're not going to talk about those no. stories. <laughs>
1: yeah nothing ever happened when I was in high school it was It wasn't until I went away to college I'd come back and see my folks and friends and such. Um, but I loved fashion. I grew up in that kind of world uh and i don't know there was something I loved people and I loved helping people, and I always realized like how good I felt when I was dressed a certain way and i was thought, I was thinking to myself, you know, I want to help somebody else feel good about the way they look, mm-hmm. right. That gives them a level of confidence that maybe they, they didn't have, and so it was good. And, and I, I worked my way through college because I had to pay for everything, and um, but it wasn't paying the bills. And so, one of my I'm a founder of my fraternity at San Diego State, shout out to Phi Kappa Theta, uh, and we literally built a business from the ground up, it's 25 years old this year. Um, our chapter, and nice, um. One of my fraternity brothers got a job at a tech company. And this was in the 90s. Yep. And he's, I'm like, tell me about it. And he was making good money. And I'm like, well, I mean, you know, it's, we're sitting here eating top ramen and, you know, right. <laughs> so it's like, okay, great. This is better than my retail gig. And, and I said, well, can you make an introduction for me? And so it was the bottom floor of an ERP company, Enterprise Resource Planning Company. This is back in the 90s mm-hmm. when like, there was J.D. Edwards, Bond, Oracle, the j Bops as they called them. But this was a mid-tier company mm-hmm. up and coming. And everybody on this bottom floor, they were lead generators. And it was all college kids, and it was all fraternity and sorority college kids, even the management layer. So I happen to know the guy who ran the department because he was a fellow fraternity president. And so I wound up getting on the ground floor and it was my first foray into kind of this tech world. Um, and I was pounding the phones and setting meetings. Right. Smiling and so I worked my, yeah. Worked my way up from the ground, uh, and, you know, moved my way. And, and again, it wasn't planned. It just was, I need to make better money than retail. And you know, 21 years in digital marketing, e-commerce and web analytics, Uh, ground floor industries, you know I mean? I was in these industries when counters were on the bottom of a webpage. That's how you measure I,
0: I, I, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I think the kids these days have no, I, I mean, it's very interesting what you're, you're 40, 44, 43, 44. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm 40. So we're in that same, that same demographic where we were at that transition where I was, I had a conversation with Dave Meltzer about this the other day. I remember having my remote control tethered to a wire to the VCR. right? <laughs> and I don't think anybody would understand that. I mean, we transitioned through beepers, through cell phones. We, we also know how to type. We also know how to, like, right. we're, but we're also super tech savvy. So, so, so totally get it. So let's fast forward um, you know, career-wise. We're going to get to LinkedIn in a little bit. Um, what are you up to now professionally?
1: Yeah. So I started my own company a year and a half ago, Voice Your Vibe. And it's crazy because it literally is my life story, right yep. I mean, I came into this world fighting for every breath to just make it in, and you know, as I talked about my childhood, not really feeling I had a voice and then finding LinkedIn along the way, right and uh I don't know I just I found a voice and never knew I had and it, it you know LinkedIn is a big part of all of this because that happened when I was in in college, and you know it It was a year old when I joined, and you know nobody knew what it was—a digital resume, and a place to look for a job.
0: No, it was just another. It was another web. It was it was a job board, pretty much.
1: It was. It was right. Exactly. You could look for a job. Facebook was
0: not around. I mean, just to kind of level set everybody.
1: It was early. Kind of, kind of early, early though. Like, like Facebook and and LinkedIn are in a similar timeline. Yeah, MySpace. Facebook, MySpace thing happened right, and MySpace basically trumped. And then it went the other way and, you know, it basically imploded. Um, I, I didn't look at it and go, that was what going ha- what was going to happen here because there wasn't anyone like a LinkedIn. And LinkedIn no. had a million people at that point in mm-hmm. the first year on the platform. So I just, for some instinctive reason, said, I need to be all in and be right here. And it wasn't about business for me. And this is all leading up to Voice Your vibe, So it's important because it's, it's this journey, right? Where I didn't go to LinkedIn to do business, right? I went to LinkedIn to achieve my why, which was to inspire one person a day.
0: Okay.
1: And so if I was able to do that in some form or fashion, whether it meant inspiring someone to take the leap or, you know, uh, uh start their own gig or, um, you know, uh, inspire someone who inspires someone else or put a smile on somebody's face they don't have pain one forward. or make somebody feel good when they don't like just it's any one of those things it's just positivity
0: one... paying forward man affecting one person
1: it is right and i mentioned earlier like in that that high school time where something flipped in my mind because i went through a lot of dark times but i i didn't want people to feel that way and i didn't want people to be treated the way i was and and it's interesting because i never talked about any of this stuff in the business world i did it one time adam one time. And I can count on one hand the number of times I ever talked about it. It was really more Tourette's, not the preemie stuff. And it was just if I thought it might help somebody somehow in their journey.
0: One person. But,
1: but early days of my career in the tech world, I went for a gig and I was going to be an account exec and I didn't have really much legs to stand on in terms of experience. But And this was in the dot boom era. It was a big growing company in San Diego. I met with like eight hiring managers and I figured, okay, you know what? I don't have any numbers to tout or any metrics or anything. So I'll just tell my story. It's about tenacity and grit and I can do anything. And just give me a shot, right? I mean, I will work hard. Just give me a shot. And we all get a shot, right? Coach. Yeah, exactly. So, so I meet with all these hiring managers and I tell the story about the Miracle Baby and the Tourette's and everything. And, and, and at the end of every single one of those interviews, they all said the same thing. Well, that's a great story, but why should we hire you? And so I walked out of there with my head down, tail between my legs, and I didn't get the job. And I remember saying to myself, as I was walking out of that building, I said, I'm never going to talk about that again. Because I, didn't, I, I did look at myself as weird and different. And I didn't want to be looked at differently. I wanted to blend in per se, right? I wanted to be, quote unquote, normal, like everyone else is right. the way I was thinking about it, right? And I also mm-hmm. wanted to earn everything on my own merit. Because I, I looked at myself as disabled, not differently abled. And it wasn't until LinkedIn video launched two and a half years ago, and when I finally took the leap and told my life story for the first time at that point to 500 million people,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: when the reaction came of that video and all that love, support, and encouragement, words you'd never think you'd hear on LinkedIn, happened, Mm -hmm. it changed my life again. Because at that moment, I didn't look at the word weird and different as bad right? Because people kept saying, of course. this is so inspiring. Like, Thank you so much for sharing this.
0: The, the fundamental shift happened on LinkedIn about two and a half years ago when they introduced video, which was a real, the true medium to express yourself. And I want to I go back to something important. And, and my story too, and, and hopefully you're familiar with my story, where once I was able to be comfortable myself being vulnerable and open up and sharing my story, the world opened up to me when I kept myself closed in, when I was ashamed of losing my job, you know, when I thought it was all my fault, once I made that shift, it was a fundamental change in my mindset, which translated to a fundamental shift in my business and my brand.
1: Yeah, I can absolutely relate to that. Right. I mean, it's, and it's, I always tell people, you know, Every single human being on this planet has a voice and a story that matters and a voice and a story that can positively affect, impact, and inspire another human being's life. And we don't usually think that. I know you can relate that too, because it's not until that moment. We're, we're it's not, not until too. that moment where we, where we do voice our vibe, where we do take that leap, where we do get comfortable being uncomfortable, and get vulnerable in the moment and go and just and let it out.
0: And so when you cathartic. do,
1: that moment after, it's like,
0: it's a Wow. Moment
1: like it changes your life, right? I mean, it's just, you, you've you opened this box inside of you that's been shut for so long and, and realize that just by being you and being human and being vulnerable in the moment, and sharing that, right? That, you're helping people. They don't have to have gone through what you've gone through, but they're going through their own stuff, right? Everyone's going through You're their own stuff. You're leading by example.
0: You're showing them that other people could do this. It's okay to be open. Now, listen, everyone has their own threshold of, of, of vulnerability, and you could dip your toes in that vulnerability pool right in, and it takes a little bit of time. But voice your vibe. Do you remember the first time you coined it where, where like you were like, aha, this is what I'm rolling with?
1: I do. So I was on the phone with my dear friend, Lila Smith, and Lila. I, said, Love her. I said, I said, "I." I just started my company. She's like, oh my God, you need to fly to Dallas. I want to throw you a launch party. I'm like, Lila, I literally just filed the paperwork. I have nothing. She's like, you have you, right? I'm like, yeah. She said, come, can you come fly to Dallas? I'm like, yeah. I said, here's the thing though. Like, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what my, my I need to feel my brand. Because it's really important to me, and we just we were talking about a couple of things, and and we're just spit, spit rolling back and forth, and she's asking me some questions, and and all of a sudden she's like, "Voice your vibe," and I was Lila like,
0: Smith. Lila Smith coined "Voice your vibe." Yes, it, I'm telling you, man, it's six degrees of Lila Smith on this platform. She was. <laughs> I was connected with her. I did a big event in Dallas in September, but I was connected to her through Raina Feldman Watts, who's not in Dallas, who I was connected to through somebody else. And Raina and yeah. I are now like, we're, we're homeboys. Yeah, and, but, awesome. But it all comes down to Lila Smith. And then Lila, my pickle pal, she's my pickle pal from Dallas. We'll save that for <laughs> another time. Um, but Lila's, Lila's incredible. So let's talk about content creation. I mean, you, you yeah. are the video guy. I love the work that you're doing out there. And one thing, I mean, listen, we could both say, listen, you don't have to have a $8,000 pro rig and a full Gary V D Rock team following you around. Literally, it's your phone. You can do this on your phone. There's simple things you could do. It's about capturing the content and the moment. Yes. Right. There, yes. Talk about content and the moment. But so many people are, are hesitant about it. How did you start? What was your first video piece?
1: Yeah. So, and this is great because I want everybody to understand something this was a whole brand new world to me. I was always on the like, other side.
0: So you weren't like a video guy before LinkedIn. And you're like, all right, you weren't like a YouTuber. You weren't like creating your Unpacking Toys channel.
1: No, None of I that didn't shit. You, know. I didn't even yeah. know there were apps that existed. I was so green. Like <laughs> I, I was always on this side of my phone and my kids were on the other side and I was filming them, right? So it was all like, I had, the way I looked at it was this. I, it was June of 2017 in Alpha. And that's when LinkedIn video launched. And I remember seeing the little video icon pop up my phone. And the first thing that went in my mind is you are out of your ever loving mind. There is yep. absolutely no way in hell that I'm getting on video. What if my Tourette's come out? Right.
0: That's yeah.
1: And, and that's all I was thinking. Right. I'm like, no way. And, and everything else that'll go through your mind. Right. And so right. I did what I do, which was support of the folks that were showing up and so my friend Goldie with green hair and mm-hmm. other folks, so the creator's string and others that were popping up. And, and of course, when you support, you know, engagement is reciprocated. And I got called out. And so, LinkedIn Video launched the same time a campaign called Let's Get Honest Did. Yep. And it was all about sharing very personal parts of your journey, of your life. Like people were talking about feels, fears, failure, speech impediment, agoraphobia, rape. I mean, I'm talking really personal parts of people's right. lives that you never heard on LinkedIn and you made a point earlier that's really important. The mold that was LinkedIn broke the suit, if you will, that we were showing up
0: in and speaking in. That, that was it. Gone. It, 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 it moves from strictly professional. We're not going to dig because you have those old school people that say, you know, LinkedIn has to stay professional. Um, right. That, 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 that's when it, that's when it changed and became a true social media people platform. Yes, it's still career professional centric, but now we're going off to the left. Into more of the the human emotional side, yes. Human. There's that there's that mix of content between strictly B two B content, niche, category specific, and then there's the emotional personal side too. And I think that's really what's making LinkedIn so so special right now. So your 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 first video. Let's go to that first yeah. video. Yeah. So
1: this is great. So it took me five months to muster up the courage and take the leap to make the video. My app would would every time I'd refresh, the icon would appear and different disappear, and it I would was, have this. It was buggy demo. in the
0: beginning. Yeah
1: yeah, this devil angel thing happening to myself going, oh man, I should have done it. And then it comes back and I'm like, no, 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 I can't do it. And the first video was my life story. And here's why. That Let's Get Honest campaign on those stories really inspired me. And I knew that when I did take the leap, that was going to be the story I wanted to share for the first time in the world. Wow. So that was the story, right? And it was In my mind, as most people would think too about their first video, it was horrible. I was looking off screen. I'm sitting upstairs in my office. And the funny part about it, Adam, is I was getting ready to go on a business trip for four days and I was gonna have no time. So Goldie called me out to be in this hashtag five videos campaign. And it was all about brand new creator, never made a video. One video a day, five days in a row. Mm -hmm. Because you can make one video, but if you stop, that's it, right? Five in a row, you gotta get uncomfortable right? So I'm like, okay, I, I don't want to let Goldie down. I don't want to let myself down. So I packed my bag and I made the first video and I posted it. And the next mm-hmm. morning, my car, I'm in the airport, literally in the parking lot. I must've done eight or nine takes. I almost missed my flight. So I had to just post it. I made two videos the next night at one in the morning, one thirty in the morning. I changed my clothes. So it didn't look like I made them <laughs> the same night. You have
0: two different videos. I try to do it with podcasts, but I do like four in a row. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I get home and make the last video, it's like a Saturday and I reach out to uh, Goldie and, and Fahad and Mike Morgan who who started the campaign and I'm like, okay, I'm done. Like, and this is so awkward and uncomfortable and I said to Goldie, when do I get comfortable? And she said, you will start to feel a little bit less uncomfortable around 20 videos. And I'm mm-hmm. sitting here going, That's a long I have off. to make 20 videos to feel a little bit less uncomfortable? You're, you're gonna
0: miss a lot of flights, dude.
1: Right, <laughs> right, exactly. But then the other side of me said, okay, I have a number. Now the, the nice thing was that with all of us pioneering creators, people were doing hashtag campaigns and it was like calling people out to jump in and, and you know, I'm all about supporting. So that kept me going, Something. but along that, yeah, for sure, right? And I wasn't thinking about it as me, I was thinking I wanna help these people out, right? But again, it was really, I wish I had kept all the outtakes, I just didn't have enough storage on my phone which by the way, comes back to something you said earlier. You don't need to spend eight, ten thousand no. $10,000 on gear. There's a reason why I've made 500 videos on my phone only. And it's because I want people to realize all you need is you, your smile, your voice, that's all yours, and your phone, that's it. It's like that's that it, you don't need anything else than that. Because it really is about what you said earlier, which is human. It's human yeah. first, it's about relatability
0: so so let's let's get back to your company, Voice your vibe. How do you teach others to do it for themselves Let's talk about the purpose of the company that you built two years ago
1: yeah, so voice your Vibe is I work with with c-suite executives, leaders, brands, uh, teams, and teach them how to tell a story that people will fall in love with on LinkedIn and mostly through LinkedIn video because with video, just like we're doing here, right? The only thing missing is I can't touch you and I can't smell you. But all right. the other emotions, if you will, are there. The reality though is I can touch you. I can touch you with my heart. And that heart-centered approach, right? Something that I know, Claude, who you know, uh, and I, this, I am such a heart-centered guy, right? I mean, thats the that it drives everything for me. And, and every company and every brand started from the heart. And that journey, that story, I should say, in that journey gets lost along the way. That's a story for another conversation because it's something I'm really passionate about. But when it comes to people, you said something else that's really important. It's scary. It and is. It's, it's, it's hard to muster up that courage and bravery, especially when you look at where you're doing it, right? You're like, everybody and anybody in business is here. What if I screw up? What if somebody judges me? What if you missed it? Yeah, it's, it's huge, right? It's different than if you were to just jump on Facebook, per se, it's a, it's, or a Snapchat. it's a different
0: audience. It's a professional audience, and you and you Exactly you're right.
1: It. But that's the predisposition, though, right? And, and I want people to understand the toilet bowl flushes in the opposite direction now. You can show up and be human first. Yes, the reality is it's not the title, the role, the job. Everybody on LinkedIn is a human being, first. Everyone has a has a heart that beats. And the fact is, is that it's all about being human and showing up and being relatable. You're a dad, I'm a dad, right? And I would say to you, Adam, show up on video talking about your seven-year-old daughter, your angel, or show up with her on video. It's the holidays. People love how many millions of people yeah. are on LinkedIn that are parents?
0: They could all relate to it. Yeah. I think, I think, I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to do a, I think I'm going to do a LinkedIn live this weekend with my daughter. I th- I'm thinking, you should do it. What's his name? Uh, Frank, uh, what's his name? Frank, who does all the videos. He had his seven year old daughter interview him on, on his I show. Love it. And I said, I said, listen, man, I'm, I'm going to borrow that. I'm telling you straight up. I'm going to borrow. I'm not stealing. Yeah. It. I'm borrowing that from you. And then, I was like, why don't we have our daughters interview each other and let they could have like a, an interview competition. Um, I love it. It, it. It's it's awesome how we all inspire each other um, creatively. So I want to talk a little bit about how you're monetizing this. Uh, you're in the process. You've done a couple of online courses. Tell us a little bit about what those courses look like and some of the challenges of actually trying to sell a course online. Yeah, no, all good questions. So,
1: yes, there's a, I've got a masterclass, a LinkedIn uh, masterclass. Uh, as well as actually a free course. So anybody that's listening, we have a LinkedIn Jumpstart course, myself and my my good buddy, Rob Balasabas, teamed we'll, up. We'll
0: thank everyone to that, don't worry.
1: Yeah, no problem. And then there's the, the paid course um, as well, right? It's a really nice transition because it takes you from the basics with some really good value that you can start taking into action right away. And then a really nice segue into the course because it's all relative. Love it. Um, and we did that, quite frankly, because... There are 655 million people on the platform, Adam. 250 million that are quote-unquote active. Basically, just think about having your your profile, right? And 1% that's creating content.
0: Unbelievable I mean, that's
1: ridiculous. What an incredible organic opportunity. <laughs> no, no I'm, <laughs> no, I'm kidding.
0: I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I
1: want, I want everyone of in course. the I mean, I bleed blue and white. Anybody and everybody I ever talk to, I'm like, are you on LinkedIn? You need to be on LinkedIn. It's yeah, not what too, you think it was. It's like, Let's make a video. Like I, it, I'm crazy like that because I.
0: <laughs> I'm just laughing because I saw your compilation video the other day. The it, compilation one, that was a mind f, buddy. That oh, a it's
1: one. been it's been Adam. It has been the most life changing journey for me. I and it's because of the people. It's been, I mean, I have. I would jump on in front of a train tracks or any one of these people. You're you're my family.
0: Yeah. And that's the weirdest thing for people to hear. And think about, what do you mean? What do you mean? It's an online family? What is this shit, right? Like, what are you talking about, right? But they don't get it. No, and when, when you jump in
1: and when you, when you take a leap and, and just kind of become a part of this thing, you see the word LinkedIn fam all over LinkedIn, right? It's a hashtag that, that Sonny, it's an on, and I created a long time ago. We can't figure out which one of us did, but it's what it means to us. And it truly is, I mean, it really is a family. Like, it's incredible. And so those relationships created so many collaboration opportunities, like me and Rob, right? Collabs So man. many of us mm-hmm. and doing videos together. And and you know, it, it comes back to something really important, which was through all those hashtag campaigns, I was sitting there going, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do when these are over? I didn't know who I was, Adam. Like it's the craziest thing to say, right? I'm sitting here going, I'm comparing myself, I'm not Q. I'm not Goldie with green hair. I'm not tough with the Australian accent. Like, who am I? And I don't want to stop because I'll lose my momentum. And then what? And yet I figured, I'm like, you know what? No, I just need to be me. I need to be the same me I've been on this platform for 14 years at that point.
0: Exactly. And and it brings up the word authenticity. And it's a question that I have at the bottom of my list here. But that's what it comes down to. I think I think that there's a fine line where people who are newer to the platform see all these people who have incredible growth and users and followers and all that kind of stuff. And they think that they need to be something that they're not. And that's where they fail. So my question to you is Brian, you know, talk about the word authenticity. What does it mean to you? Human first.
1: Just be you. You and especially on LinkedIn, if you are trying to be somebody that you're not. You can't fake it here. You cannot fake it. Maybe you can do it on YouTube. Maybe you can do it on Instagram on Insta, or whatever. But yeah.
0: right? you no. can't
1: fake it here. Why? Because, you because we all shit. wind up getting together in person at some point or another.
0: It's like... with, the, with the rubber hits the road too, right? You can't. It's all optics, man. You can't fake it. I mean, yes. don't try to pretend you have a big business and you're doing something. Just be real. Be yeah, yourself and, and be authentic. So I want to talk about your quotes. I think that's that's really what you know for. It. And I and I have a big question, personal question. Yeah, Where do they come from slash where do you get the inspiration from them to put them out on a daily basis without giving away all your secrets? Like, do you feel feel like a vibe like that day? And then you like try to find a quote that relates to it. Like, how does that work?
1: Yeah, really good question. So I've been posting quotes on LinkedIn ever since you could post. And when I started, I was posting four to five quotes a day. This is a story for another time because I was an extreme. Nobody was doing what I was doing the way I was doing it. Because um, I was posting every hour from six thirty in the morning until nine at night.
0: The original but Twitter, again, the original t- t- Twitter, LinkedIn.
1: Twinked. Yeah, again, again, again for another for another time. But but to your question, as I shared, my why was to inspire one person a day, right? So I I always loved quotes, and my daughter loves quotes too. Um, and so apple doesn't fall far from the tree, I guess. But I would go on Google. And I would just type in like inspirational quotes and I just would read tons of quotes There's and whatever grabbed me, whatever inspired me, I figured, you know, maybe this will help somebody. Maybe it will inspire someone else. Right. And so I put them out there. And so I culminate a lot of quotes. If you go and you see what I share, right, you'll, you'll, them. you'll mm-hmm. see that. Right. Uh, yeah. I curate them. Exactly. And so it's really, yeah, it's what, what vibe am I feeling that day? And I will go through them and then pluck them out. And so today, I mean, I post one in the morning, kickstart the day. I post one at 11 o'clock, which usually is something more around like leadership or gratitude or something along those lines. I've always done what I call midday pump because we all find a lull midday. Uh, and then usually at six o'clock, I do another one. Uh, and again, it's just what, what inspires me, right?
0: Um,
1: but yeah, I, I, mean, I think- We
0: love it. I mean, and people look forward to it. And it's kind of like a staple- Thing that you're going to see every day coming from Brian, and I and I applaud you for keeping that up. Um, so you recently uh, got back from Australia, which looked amazing, man. You created tons of content there. How did that all come about, real quick?
1: Yeah, really good question. It was an incredible trip. Uh, yep, gotcha. So basically, what happened was there was an opportunity for me to keynote in Australia at LinkedIn Local Melbourne. I have a lot of family, uh, family LinkedIn fam
0: LinkedIn in fam. Australia.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And at the same time, I was approached by a brand about a brand Mm. deal. And so my trip was sponsored by a travel app. Uh, fantastic.
0: Not a cheap trip. Yes,
1: it's it's called ETA. Shout out to ETA. They're an incredible team. Love their app. Uh, And ETA, if you're looking
0: for another person to sponsor to go to Australia, right here.
1: (laughs) Yes. So went to Australia, right? Got there. LinkedIn Live as soon as I'm there with my friend Diana Nguyen. Uh, dancing Diana, she's just one of the most amazing human beings ever. And while I was there, I did my keynote, right? And after that, 11.30 at night, I get a, uh, a text from one of my fellow creators that says, hey, somebody's looking for you uh, and they want to talk. I'm like, okay. And so my friend Natasha reached out, shout out to Natasha. She's like, hey, this is a shot in the dark, but um, would you be open? I-, I saw you tonight. I was so inspired by what you shared, your story, would you be open to doing a keynote at the fourth largest bank of Australia tomorrow? Mm. I'm like, I would, yeah, I I would love to me twice. Yeah. I'm like, I would love to. And after it, she said, I want you to know something. No one has ever captured this audience's attention the way you did for as long as you did. Like they didn't want to leave. And I'm like, "What?" she's like, you will never know the impact you truly made of them. I said, that means more to me than you will ever know. So that's how it happened. And it was an incredible trip. I mean, to spend as much time as I did with everyone and some other guest speaking things and uh, entrepreneur CEO clubs I got to go to. And just to be able to see Melbourne, like it's so beautiful. And it's my first time in Australia.
0: Yeah, I gotta gotta get down there. So what's, what's on the radar for you 2020, Brian? What's coming up?
1: Yeah, you know, Adam, I am so blessed for everything that has happened to me in my life. All the trials, tribulations. Uh, and, and, and the opportunities. LinkedIn has changed my life. I'd be able to speak across the globe. I look forward to doing more of that in 2020, uh, continuing to help and teach people how to, because I love to teach people how to fish. Uh, I want them to know that they can and how to, because then they'll fish for the rest of their lives, right? Uh, so, I'll continue to work with brands and teams and, uh, and the C-suite and love teach it. them- to tell a story, people fall in love with on LinkedIn video. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, whatever else happens along the way, I, I'm all about embracing the, the journey love that exists.
0: Love it. Brian, so a couple of questions I ask every guest because I love to see the perspective here. What is the single greatest piece of advice that you've ever received that you take action on daily? Show up. And Brian Shulman, what is your superpower? What do you do better than anyone on this planet, man?
1: Mm. You know, I wrote an article on LinkedIn that said my superpower is being a daddy. um, Because I love being a dad next to being married to my wife and best friend more than anything on the planet. Um, I love people. I love helping people. I love seeing things in people they don't see in themselves. And that moment they see it is the most magical thing ever. I love helping people find the bravery and courage to get on video and share their story and know that their story matters.
0: Brian Shulman, last but not least, you've been through it, man. You understand what adversity means. I mean, you've stared down the barrel of that gun multiple times. And life hasn't always been easy for you. It has not been. But there's something that pulls you up. There's something that that, that keeps you going and motivates you. Brian Shulman, what is your North Star?
1: You know, Adam, I wake up every day, and even in existing life today, deal with so much struggle and adversity. And I've always told myself, no matter what's going on in my life, no matter how bad I may feel it is, right? How much I have to claw to get myself up in whatever moment it is, that I need to do it. And it's not about doing it for me. I need to do it so that I can share the story with somebody else that's going through something in their life they don't think they can get through because it inspires them. And I have these moments, Adam, where I'll like, I'll break down and then I'll laugh and go, okay. I understand that you're giving this to me because you feel that I can get through anything and that I won't, you won't give me anything that I can't handle. Even though I may not feel like I can get through it, I'll push through.
0: That's awesome. Brian, thank you for joining me today.
1: Adam, I'm honored. I'm humbled. Uh, I, I really appreciate you. And thank you so much for having me on your show.
0: Absolutely. And, and in, in closing here, Brian is one of those special people whose positivity is infectious. In a world with so much darkness and negativity, he is a voice that shines through, always wanting to help others to be their best. And this attitude didn't happen overnight. It came from years of adversity, fighting childhood illness and battling out of dark places, creating the life that he's always dreamed about. He is a shining example of not letting life hold you down or back. And he is as much as anyone has reached down deep inside to harness his inner tenacity, to lift himself up, and more importantly, push others forward. And I hope that his story inspired you to find moments of positivity when things may not be going well and to make the most out of each day and voice your vibe. Brian, I appreciate you. I appreciate our relationship and doing a lot more together. Where could folks connect with you? Where could they find you?
1: Yeah, so LinkedIn is my home. So you could find me on LinkedIn. Please send me a personalized invite. Tell me you heard our show here together today (laughs) so I don't miss it. Uh, You can also, Adam will put the links in terms of other ways to get a hold of me masterclass you want to schedule time with me to just chat Uh, i do free consultations with people i love it i do video chats every single day so awesome good stuff brian
0: my man thank you for joining us have a great holiday
1: thank you my man
0: awesome and to everyone listening thank you for joining us on the podcast please remember to click subscribe link share voice your vibe voice your vibe and remember take your online offline thank you for joining us and catch us next week for another great episode of the podcast wisdom is forever but for us it's time to go Thank you for joining us. Luckily, we'll be back with our next episode jam-packed with more incredible humans. For more info, please visit www.nhptalentgroup.com.